Well, it's 2022, and with a new year comes New Year's resolutions for many people. And if one of your New Year's resolutions is to travel more, maybe go to Disney, go to Universal, go really anywhere that's kind of warm, uh, then maybe you should contact Zippity Doodah Travel. So we use uh, Zippity Doodah Travel for all of our traveling. Uh, you know, Jamie and I contact the agents. They help us immensely. They have saved us a lot of money, a lot of time. Been able to get us reservations like Oga's when we couldn't get them ourselves. We were able to get those. We were able to get Topolino's Terrace, California Grill, hard to get dining reservations, um, all that stuff. So they're a huge asset, and we wouldn't really be able to do what we do currently without using them. With our busy lives, they make our lives so much easier. And the best part is, it doesn't cost you anything to use them. It's a, it's a basically like a free travel assistant. They get paid. Uh, on commissions through Disney or Universal or, or whoever they're booking through. So um, if you would like some help with your trip from a fantastic travel agency um, who's going to save you money, time, and all that stuff like that, then you should contact zippity-do.travel. So if you go to travelwithzip.com, there's a quick form there you can fill out. Uh, you get Whatever you know about your trip, whatever potential dates, whatever, put it on there, and they will get you hooked up with an agent. And uh, they ba- will basically help you plan a great trip. And they will, again, it doesn't cost you anything. And they'll work with you. Um, you know, if you've got questions, they'll answer them. It, you know, we hear nothing but great things from us personally and from, you know, people that, that have told us, you know, they use them and they love them. Uh, so, again, save yourself money, save yourself time, save yourself a headache. Uh, go to travelwithzip.com, fill out that form, and uh, let them help you plan a great trip and kick off 2022 with a great vacation. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Capture the Magic Universal. I am Jamie Lee, and this is my husband, Jared Lee. Hello, Jared. Hello. How are you in 2022? Uh, I'm, I'm good, I believe. Yeah. It rolls off the tongue. That's why I like to say it. You How are you in 2022? It does roll off the tongue, and uh, I'm, I'm good. My voice sounds um, far worse than I feel. It doesn't really sound bad right now. Yeah, it it's okay. We did a live stream the other night. And it sounded I I sounded very deep. It's just one of those things where I feel fine and just phlegm is moving. Another cold. Mm-hmm. It's not even really a cold. It's just it's just like phlegm is moving down and lower oh, and lower. But that's gross. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> weird. So I'm fine. In okay. case, but it's just I'll sound kind of strange. So other than that, good. How about yourself? Well, I'm a little sad. Why are you sad? Because today, January 9th, twenty twenty two was the last day for Shrek 40. It is a sad day for everyone. Actually, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I haven't seen that show in probably seven years. I don't even know if we... Did we see it when we went to Universal like in 2013? I think. think Maybe. And then haven't seen it since I mean, the most recent thing I remember from Shrek is the, the donkey and the princess would have their little thing outside. Yeah. But I've never, I yeah, our kids haven't done the show. I know that. And they never will. <laughs> yeah. That is terrible. Well, then the speculation the is what will go in there. I know. I really enjoy the Alfred Hitchcock, the art of movies thing they did that Shrek replaced. I loved that. I doubt that's coming back. I know that's not coming back, but I can, I can dream. Um, I don't know. Do you think they'll put like a secret life of pets or something? Because that's in Hollywood. I feel like it'd be some. I feel like if you get that or like Trolls. 
I feel like maybe trolls for as po- well. I believe for as popular as trolls is, it's kind of rather yeah. un- you know underrepresented in the parks. Or like the Sing movies, maybe like those are popular too. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of um, choices that they could. I mean, given it's from. a show, it's it's a show unless show. they redo the building, it is currently a show setup. Mm-hmm. So trolls or Sing would work because they're very. You know, they sing a lot of songs and they do a lot do of like things. a sing along thing, like like right. Frozen, basically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it yeah, seems like, like that would be an obvious fit in there, but I guess we will see. Well, apparently, they let the last showgoers of the night or uh, ever, basically, uh, take home the green glasses. They're like, here you they go. Will, we don't need these. They anymore. will cherish those forever. <laughs> you never know. There are a lot of people there. Really excited to watch. I the feel show, like there's so. always like anytime a ride goes away, it's always an interesting thing because like when twist like like for instance, before Twister shut down, like you could walk onto that thing, you didn't really have a, a much of a way. This is true. Same thing with like great movie ride, you could just nobody rode that thing, and then the minute that they're like we're taking it away, you just get these throngs of people that are like no when they go in there. It's just I don't mm-hmm. know. I think people mm-hmm. just they want what they can't have on a lot of levels. True, and like even if you don't go to this attraction very much, maybe like you did as a kid, and you have some nostalgia tied yeah. to it, and to say that I can never see that again is like, oh, I, I just can't do it if I want to, even though I never want to. Right, it's like it takes away <laughs> the know? ability. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is. But well, I remember like I so. enjoyed the movies. I just never. Mm-hmm. Ca- I, I remember I saw the show once or twice, and I just never really had much of a desire to see it again. I suppose. I thought they were cute movies. Again, it. it well, I meant, the, seen I meant the show, not the movie. Oh, the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't even remember the show. To be frank, I have no idea. Well, if you're frank, I don't know who I'll be. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. Okay. Can I still be Garth? Right. Of course. Of course. <laughs> well, anyway, so um, we have a little bit of housekeeping. Then we're gonna go into kind of a new. A new segment, if you will. It was just gonna. We're just gonna call it Universal One on One, and we're gonna like talk about specific lands or things about Universal. Yeah. And today it's it's all about Hogsmeade, the yes. Wizarding the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Hogsmeade. Well, we've had a lot of people ask for kind of this, and as we have, and we kind of wanted to wait it until we, you know, when we started doing this show, we hadn't been going to Universal a lot. So if you're right. if you're new to the show, we have you know our Disney show is our main show. We've been going there for a long time. Um, so yeah, we kind of wanted to wait until we were sort of like been going Universal uh, close to every month at this point, and mm-hmm. uh, feel like we can speak to it from you know experience instead of just reading stuff. Yeah, basically. yeah. I mean, and we we talked about when we were there for Christmas, and we we spent a little bit more time than usual yeah. in that land just because now our daughter is old enough to ride things. And so that's exciting. Um, it does help when your kids can ride <laughs> the things in which you do yes. want to talk about. Yeah. Yes. And now she's just crazy about roller coasters. That's so. right. Yeah. But we'll get into that in a second. But first we want to mention some of the housekeeping. Uh, we've got, of course, you got to capture the magic podcast on Thursdays. If you don't listen, go listen. Right. That's our main podcast. Y- yes <laughs> it's on this feed oh no sorry it's on it's on its own feed we also have trip tales and that's twice a month on mondays on the capture the magic podcast feed we have club 32 our exclusive club within our network that gains access to things like merchandise discounts early release podcast episodes exclusive podcast feed annual meetups in the parks live streams from the parks live streams from home 
and more. So you can go to ctmvip.com to sign up. Either monthly or yearly options are available. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review because it helps us. It helps us a lot. It does. It does. Uh, all right. So I think we're going to go ahead and get started with our 101, Hogsmeade 101. You ready to to get going like you're a teacher, like a, like a professor? Well, I never was a huge fan of school, but in this case, <laughs> I, will, I will take the teacher side. I never thought I would do that. Okay. Well, you know, things change. They do, apparently. Okay. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so like this is just more like a little bit of information before we go into like parts of the land. So, Yes. So uh, just to get very granular, mm-hmm. we'll start in case somebody's listening to this and they have no clue. Um, <laughs> the Wizarding World of Harry Potter Hogsmeade is located in the old Lost Continent. Uh, this is the back portion that was called Merlinwood in Islands of Adventure. And it opened in 2010 uh, to... Pretty much rave reviews from the get-go. A lot of fanfare. And has been wildly popular ever since. Uh, two subsections that make up the Lost Continent now. An ancient Arabian marketplace called Sinbad's Bazaar. And a Grecian Atlantis-esque lost, lost city. Excuse me. Yeah, and that's so crazy because I didn't realize that there were three different sections of Lost Continent. Is Merlin the wood like Dollywood? I mean, like... If you're talking for like wizards, yeah, yeah, I feel like that would be Dollywood for I wizards. Feel like they should have kept Merlinwood. I mean, I, it's it sounds like just a neighborhood, like. But there's been like battling <laughs> wizards in there, like, in a, like you know, is it Dollywood where they do those horses that go circle? Or is that mm-hmm. Dixie Stampede? Yes, Dixie Stampede. Same thing. Uh, they should do that with <laughs> wizards, though. They got wizards. Yeah, they go around people, and you get a meal with it. I mean, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but it's it's a very small land. Hogsmeade is very small, and there's a lot of it crammed in there, but it's it's done on purpose. It's supposed to feel quaint on purpose to kind of resemble the feeling of London, I guess. It is smaller, but it, it's way bigger than you, if you've seen it in the movie. They definitely mm-hmm. give it more room because in the movie, it's very, very narrow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about certain things about the land um, in – sections so the first thing we're talking about is attractions uh then we'll go on to uh entertainment we'll go on to shopping and dining and um anything extra you want to talk about okay so we'll start with attractions mister the first we're going to talk about is one of my favorites it's hagrid's magical creatures motorbike adventure (laughs) which is probably the most popular ride in the park at this point still um yeah, I wouldn't say it's so. so. Yeah, it's so. Uh, so now is the time to join Hagrid as you fly deep into the wilds of the Forbidden Forest, beyond the grounds of Hogwarts Castle, on a thrilling a thrilling roller coaster ride that plunges into the paths of some of the Wizarding World's rarest magical creatures, and experience Universal's most highly themed immersive coaster. Which a Velocity Coaster is newer, but it's newer, but it's this is this is more themed, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it opened June 13th, 2019. The minimum height to ride is 48 inches. Mm-hmm. And as of today, they are, not, they are not using virtual queue system as they have in the past. And they do not accept the Express Pass on this ride. Correct. So if you're not familiar with Express Pass, that is Universal's version of Fast, Fast Pass. Pass or Genie Plus, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's their paid sort of uh, Express line, and mm-hmm. they don't do it on this one. And as of a couple of days ago, maybe a week ago, 
Hagrid's is not open during the early theme park entry hour. It is not opening until regular park hours. Yeah. So if you're thinking you're staying on property, you're going to go to Hogsmeade, you're going to ride Hagrid's, you know, that first the, the hour before everybody else gets in, not currently. <laughs> You'll have to wait. You can get in line, but it's not going to move until official park opening. So. Um, so this ride replaced the popular Dueling Dragons coaster. Again, that was in Merlinwood. Um, but it used the castle from the queue in this ride, and they just kind of refaced it. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Dueling, Dueling Dragons? I, I remember. I never rode it, but I remember it. Yeah. It was a cool coaster. I really liked it, but I got to say Hagrid's is a lot better. Well, before it was Dueling Dragons, it was a different... It was like the same coaster, but a different name. What was it? Fire and Ice? It was like the... Yeah, it was red and blue yeah. roller coasters. So they basically just rethemed it for Hogsmeade. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that yeah. that coaster had been there for a while. Um, and then mm-hmm. they eventually... Osun's Park opening. Fire and Ice was around 1999. Yeah. 98, whenever it was. And then, yeah, renamed it to Dueling Dragons to fit with the land. Mm-hmm. And then Hagrid's. Yeah. Yep. So it has the most launches of any roller coaster ever. And that's seven. Do you know what that... You know what that means launches? it's launching you from a stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's pretty fun. Um, the first coaster to feature a freefall vertical 17-foot drop. And that's the drop that we talk about that I'm, I'm not sure if you're going to be okay with. But it's it's similar to, like, Rise of the Resistance. Yeah, we were talking but it's, about but it's But it's longer. <laughs> right. Well, we were talking about that. Like, the Rise drop doesn't bother me for some reason. It's it. This is longer. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's, that's kind of what we've been talking about. Right. Um, the longest coaster in Florida... At 5,053 feet. Okay. It's a long coaster. Um, you can either ride on the motorcycle like Hagrid or in a sidecar like Harry Potter, which is kind of fun. Have you done both? I have done both, yes. Is there one that's better than the other? Um, I mean, you sit up higher in the in the motorcycle. Right. And you have to, like, you're hanging on. I mean, like, you're strapped in, obviously, but you're, you're kind of hanging on with your arms. I don't know. I'd say it's more thrilling. With the with the um, motorcycle part, okay. So, um, and so the story coaster will catapult you sixty five feet in the air at a more than a seventy degree angle, and then drop you backward in one motion. So I bet that sounds like something you'd like to do. I mean, <laughs> listen, we've talked about it on this show. I'm not the biggest roller coaster aficionado out there, but I don't get yeah. motion sick. I just don't enjoy my stomach dropping or things of that nature it's just a really fun one so i hope you i hope you do it i will do it because i've heard nothing but good things and i've I've seen the videos of it and it looks really cool so at the very least i'll do it once if i don't like it i don't like it but yeah it doesn't go upside down though so that's true it doesn't it doesn't so um i won't say any more about you know we won't say any more about this roller coaster just because like if you haven't done it we aren't going to like spoil anything which you know there's no like spoilery things it's just we don't want to like give it all away. Yeah, Hagrid, you know I mean? Hagrid dying on the ride is really weird. Jared Lee, really how dare you? He <laughs> does not die. Doesn't happen. He I'm doesn't sorry. Die. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, so that's the first one, and that's the first. Uh, I guess that's not the first attraction, but it's it's the uh, second one you come across as you enter the land. Um, the uh, next attraction we're going to talk about is Harry Potter in the Forbidden Journey. Yes, this is the, this is the main one that was the big attraction for a while. So yeah, and this is what this is what Universal Orlando says about the ride. <laughs> yes, they say this exactly. <laughs> Enter through the towering castle gates and make your way down the familiar passageways and corridors of Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. 
then soar above the castle grounds as you join Harry Potter and his friends on thrilling on a thrilling adventure. Groundbreaking state-of-the-art technology and a little magic creates a one-of-a-kind ride. Uh, this opened June 18th, 2010. Uh, to ride it, you have to be at least 48 inches tall. Universal Express Pass is accepted here. It used to not be, but ever since Hagrid's came in, they do accept it here. And the queue, honestly, if you're a Harry Potter fan, the queue alone is worth at least going through the line. Even if you didn't want to ride the ride. There are some people, um, mm-hmm. if you have motion sickness, like Jamie, mm-hmm. this one can be a rough one. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of people that will go through the line and then they'll just basically say, I don't want to ride. And they'll, right. there's like an exit point. Because if you are a fan That's of Harry nice. Potter, it's, it's got a lot of cool stuff in there. It's really cool. I mean, you go through the, the greenhouse. You go through the defense against the dark arts room, the Gryffindor common room. Headmaster's office and I like the hallways. Um, the portraits will talk to you like they do in the, the book and the movies, mm-hmm. the books and the movies. And they give you safety spiels if you listen carefully, as well as the sorting hat will give you a safety spiel of what you need to know, uh-huh. which is very cool. Very cool. Um, and there's also a little scene that uh, from the, I call them the main three, <laughs> Ron, Hermione, and and Harry about like basically what you're going to be doing in the ride, like what's going on. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty cool. And then the ride itself uses physical sets, projections and animatronics. And I think that is probably why it's so motion sick inducing because there's that along with a robotic arm thing you're sitting on that like twists and turns you, you, you feel like you're going upside down, even though you're not You're like laying flat on your back. And it's just, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. Well, it is a unique ride system. Oh that. yeah. So yeah, I mean, I could totally see if you get motion sick, how this would happen. Cause you go in and out of that to, to motion screens, to mm-hmm. all that stuff. So, yeah. well in the screens, the, the projected screens, they're very close to you. Have you noticed that? They're huge and they're yeah. super close. Well, when they do it, if you pay attention, they're, they they kind of drop you down to like little domes for it. So it's all like encompassing. Like a, it's trying to make it look as realistic as possible. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. is why they get you close because they don't want you to be able to see. Like on um, Soren, where you can see around you and you, it kind of takes you out of it a little bit. They're mm-hmm. trying to get you close enough where you can't. I think right. is the whole purpose of that. But right. Yeah. That's a good point. And then Hollywood and the, J- the Japan and Hollywood versions of this ride – once tried out in 3D, but that did not last very I long. I imagine... <laughs> like like months, maybe. I imagine the motion sickness, is, they probably had a lot of throw up to clean up, would be my guess. Yeah. But this is... I mean, this is considered the 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 flagship, you know, um, ride of this land, I would well, say. It's, it's Hogwarts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Hogwarts. You have Hogwarts. Anytime you can have a ride inside a castle or your, your main, like, icon of the whole series... It's it's got to be amazing, right? Yeah, I mean it. It, it still holds up. Like it's a good it it's a good ride. It's definitely got less of a wait time than it used to. I mean, used to this For thing sure. was, you know, at least two or three hours to ride. Oh my gosh! Well, it at, in two thousand ten, it there was no. Well, first of all, there was no diagonally. Right. There was no Hagrid's. There was no Velocicoaster. There was no anything more thrilling than that. And it was new. It was and the it was newest new. thing. So, so, so rightly so. Um, okay, so that was uh, Forbidden Journey. Now we're going to go on to the third attraction, which is Flight of the Hippogriff. Yes, so this is, again, from Universal. It says, take the winding path towards Hagrid's hut, where you may hear fang barking as you pass. 
As you make your way, Hagrid gives instructions on the proper way to approach a hippogriff, a magical creature that's part eagle and part horse. This family-friendly roller coaster spirals and dives around the pumpkin patch before swooping past Hagrid's hut. Uh, this opened June 18th, 2010, although this used to be uh, a different coaster. It was redesigned from the existing coaster called Flying Unicorn. Yes. Uh, to ride this, you have to be 36 inches tall. Uh, the Express Pass, the Universal Express Pass is accepted, and riders are instructed to bow to the hippogriff before the ride progresses up the lift hill, which our daughter loves. <laughs> Not really bow, it's like nod your head kind of thing, yeah. Um, and then it has pretty great views from the top, but really, once you get up there, you can see all of Hogsmeade from up there. It's pretty cool. It's it is pretty cool. cool. And our daughter now loves it. Yes. She she loves it. I'm not a fan um, just because it does whip you around a little bit more than I would like. It's not as smooth. It's not super smooth. No. no. And then our poor son, he did it once and that was enough. He's done with that ride forever. <laughs> I don't know if he didn't freak out. He just had a look on his face like, nah, I don't know about all this. He got out immediately when we yeah. pulled in. He was like, I'm done. He did one out. It was so funny. Um, but anyway, so that was uh, Flight of the Hippogriff. And um, I, w- I mean, would you consider, how would you um, compare it to like a Disney ride? Like what's the equivalent? I mean, Barnstormer probably. Like Barnstormer? Very, very similar. I mean, it, you know, both of them kind of go up. They whip around a little yeah. bit. So neither okay. one of them are smooth. And they're, okay. both, and they're both short. Okay. Okay. All right. So the next and last of the uh, Hogsmeade attractions is Hogwarts Express Hogsmeade Station. Which technically some people don't say is a ride, but it, it, it's in a, I would say it's an attraction. It's an experience. Because if, if you're a fan of Harry Potter. It's a sure. mode of travel and that they, that's what they intended it for, but it's also an attraction. Yeah. I mean, so. it's sort of like you could say the monorail is similar in that for some people. I mean, for some kind people. of, but I mean, like there's more to it. There is more to it. There's just some people though. I mean, we're talking to your, your sister's husband. He was like, when they're going to Disney, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm taking the monorail everywhere because I love the monorail. Like that is, there's, right, there's some right. people that do. But. Oh, for sure. Um, <clears throat> all right. It says travel between King's Cross Station in the London area of Universal Studios, Florida, and Hogsmeade Station in Universal Islands of Adventure. Each way is a different experience from the thrill of walking through Platform 9 and 3 fourths to seeing characters and creatures featured in the films. This is not your everyday train ride. I think you mean Platform 9 and 3 quarters, as it is in the book and movies. Well, it's 3 fourths. That's how they say it. I know. 9 and 3 quarters. Uh, I read it as if it's a tape measure, so I apologize. (laughs) You did. I do like (laughs) Harry Potter. I just forget. Yeah, 9 and 3 quarters. Excuse me. (laughs) Probably sounds better than 9 and 3 fourths. It does sound better than 9 and 3 fourths. Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) Um, This opened July 18th, or excuse me, July 8th, my birthday, 2014, along with the rest of Diagon Alley. Uh, there is no right, or excuse me, no height requirement to ride this. Uh, Universal Express Pass is accepted, and you must have a park-to-park ticket to ride since it takes you back and forth between parks. Because yes. it essentially is a way to get you in between two parks. It's just a really themed-up way to do it, and it's a nice way to be able to experience both lands, you know, in two different parks quickly. Like yeah. instead of having to go around, which takes a while uh, so well because you're in the nice. back of the park yeah. for hogsmeade so if you were going to say hey, okay let's go we want to go over to diagon alley you'd have to walk all the way to the front of the park and then walk over so it saves you quite a bit of time to yep. take the train and unless the train just hasn't in you know a very very long line right usually it's going to save you quite a bit of time um the two harry potter lands you know at the time when they when they 
constructed this. They, they needed to be separated enough to not be visible to each other. And so they created a balance between the two lands with Hogwarts Express. So they're like, okay, so we don't want everybody having like crowding in Hogsmeade and not like a way to get out. We want them to be able to go back and forth easily. Right. And that's kind of, you know, like we said, why they did it. Uh, the Hogsmeade station in particular is the first thing you see even before you like enter the land. Like it's right there on the right side. Yeah. If you're coming from the Lost Continent area, it's right there. And then you kind of enter the, the full land. So it's like on the outside. Um, each train can hold 168 passengers. That's three coaches of seven passenger compartments that hold eight people in each one. It's <laughs> a lot of math. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the compartments each have their own projection on the window and the doors with the projections being different, but depending on which direction you are traveling. So like if you're going from Hogsmeade to Diagon Alley, it's different. I think, does it storm? Is it rain and storm going there? Um, I think it's storm. I can't remember which way. I know one of the ways it's yeah. storms and another way you've got dementors. Okay. Okay, you don't have both. I can't remember. I, have I don't to look remember. through again. I don't remember. I need to write it down, but I, I, I know. do too. I don't want to like give away too much, but it's really cool. It is I know cool. you see the night bus if you're going to diagonally. Right, because it's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, the track extends in the backstage area of the two parks, and if you are standing in a the right position on Universal Studios section or that that park, you can see it back there. You just you have to lay on a site. Yeah. You can see it in the back. I mean, if it area. wasn't for the projections and the and the cars, I mean, you basically would just be seeing the back lot in Universal Studios, <laughs> which is beautiful. Great theming, <laughs> yes. right? Um, the uh, the train carries up to thirty thousand passengers a day. That's quite a bit. But they're functioning on, you know, full full force. Um, on both trains, the locomotive faces towards Hogsmeade Station. It is not possible for the trains to face king's cross like at all so it's just facing hogsmeade so as a result the hogwarts express departs from hogsmeade and enters king cross king's crossing in reverse mm-hmm. which i've noticed that it doesn't really bother me but it's just funny yeah you know um at each station the platforms are located on the left side of the trains and the trains are therefore only designed to be seen from one side the other lacks the locomotive's false driving wheels and specific detailing so if you went on the other side, you'd be like, that looks weird. Right. Well, <laughs> technically, I believe, I'm looking at it, it's like a pulley system is what it actually is. Oh, it's just pulling us? I'm pretty sure it's a pulley system. Ah. Pretty sure. I'm not 100% sure on that, but. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. But, I mean, if, again, it's one of those things, if you're a fan of Harry Potter, they do this very, very well. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty great. Yeah. And if you have a stroller, FYI, they let you park it. Outside of your compartment, so you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to fold it up either. You don't have to fold it up. Yeah. It's great. Um, okay, let's move on to entertainment. What kind of entertainment can we find in uh, Hogsmeade? And let's start with the Triwizard Spirit Rally. Yes. So uh, you cheer on the colorful procession of students from the legendary wizarding schools of Hogwarts, Boabatons, I'll say that, uh, in Durham Strang, as they lead the excitement. For the Triwizard Tournament. Okay, Harry Potter fans are like screaming. I'm sure they right are, now. and I apologize. Yeah, I I don't think I've ever seen this. I think I've seen like parts of it as I'm I've walking seen through, ending, but it's I've seen like different various stages of it. Yeah. I've never sat down to watch the whole thing though. Well, the girls like in the all in the blue, you know, they they have they dance and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like it's 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 fine. Nothing special, I don't think. 
Well, I mean, for us, yeah, we we just haven't ever taken the time to do it, <laughs> right? Um, but they, it is it is. There, they seem so. very talented. They oh, that no one's discounting from that. what I can see. No one's discounting yeah. that they're very talented. Um, there's then there's the Hogwarts Frog Choir. Yes, you can hear the vocal stylings of this small choir of Hogwarts students, accompanied by the smooth bass rumbles of their giant throaty frogs. <laughs> their throaty frogs. Uh, the silver tongued students, one from each. Uh, one each from Gryffindor, Slytherin, Hufflepuff, and Ravenclaw houses perform familiar wizarding songs with their croaking counterparts and a acapella flourish. It's kind of funny. Have you seen this? I have. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's entertaining. I mean, they're basically like puppets. Just right. Moving their mouths, right? Yeah. Um, but these two will take place on the stage, which is um, on the right side as you're approaching um, Hogwarts. So... It does. I mean, they, I think they post the show times in the app if you if you take a look at it. Um, but sometimes the stage is just empty for a while, so it's a good place to rest. True. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's that. And then this next one is both shopping and an experience. Um, but I'm gonna have Jared talk more about that because I've never done this, but he has. I have done this. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, it's Ollivander's wand shop. Yes. The makers of fine wands since 382 BC. Apparently. <laughs> it's been there before Universal was there. That's right. Um, so this is from Universal here. This is where young wizards and witches come in search of the most essential wizarding item, their wand. You can witness a unique interactive experience and see a wand choose a wizard. Uh, visitors, including the wizard chosen in the interactive experience, can purchase their own unique wand, wand sets, character wand replicas, or interactive wands. Uh, this does get very busy, uh, so if you want to do the ex- you know the experience part of it, you gotta you're gonna probably have to wait in line if it is busy. But can um, you just go in and buy one? You can. So here's the funny thing about doing this: okay. I did the experience because a friend of ours was like, "Hey, would you when you're there, would you get a wand?" And I'm like, "Sure, I've never got a wand. Um, I personally don't have one. Sure, it's research, and I'll help you." Out. Uh, I didn't realize you could just walk into the gift shop and just go buy one, which you can totally do. So I stood in line for the experience, and it was like, I don't know, 20 minutes. And then I realized, oh, this is the part. Okay, because they take you three three at a time. That's mm-hmm. why it takes so long. Yeah. Um, so I inadvertently did the experience. Uh, it's really cool. They take in a, There's a room. You can't have any – you can't photograph. You can't video any of it. Like, it's all – you have to put all that away. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a little thing, and, the, you know, the wand. They choose one person. Out of the group of three. Yeah. And then, the you know, the they'll do a little – all of it will do something, and then – the wand, they'll show you the wand that it shows. Like, they'll say, oh, try this one. And they'll, they'll take a person, they'll, like, cast a spell over here, and it won't work. And they'll be like, okay, let me and then grab another one and do it again. Usually the third one is they'll be like, oh, yes, this wand is the one that, you know, has chosen you. So I'm pretty sure they present it to you. Like, you can buy that wand, but you don't have to, obviously. You can mm-hmm. go get a different one, or you can buy the one that they, like, choose for you. Okay. But it's all, like, I don't know, 10 minutes maybe? And they have like all the wands from like the characters in the movies, right? Like who yes, use those yeah. wands? I'm very like I like the movies. I'm familiar with them, but I'm I can't say like you know, I know them all inside and out. Mm-hmm. So when I was in there in the gift shop area, um, I just asked someone to help me out, and, and like they've got all the sections. So if you want Dumbledore or whoever you want, you can go get it. And uh, yeah, I mean it's a cool. It's even the gift shop area is all very well themed. Um, and just a question: Do you think the three at a time? I feel like it used to be more. 
um, whenever they used to pack that thing really, really intense. Well, when I did it, so when I did it, it was three at a time. That's what was when everything first reopened. So right. it may be more now. Right. That's what I'm asking. So I, that could change if you're, if you're planning on going to Ollivander's, it, it could be, you know, one person, one party, you know, at a time, it could be three parties. Who knows? Uh, yeah. I don't know what they're doing now. Yeah. Okay. That's all I knew at the time. I'm sure that you, yeah. before that was more of a, yeah. I'm sure they'll tell you. <laughs> I'm sure they will. Yeah. Um, so, you know, anyway, that's that's a shop, you know, obviously, but it's also an experience. So that's why it's in both. Now, Ollivander's is actually in both lands. So it's in Hog- Hogsmeade and Diagon Alley. Um, but it's not, is it in Diagon Alley in the books? I don't. I never I'd did. have to go, but I, it's, it's something like they put it in because there were so many, there's such a high demand. I'm sure. But I don't think, one of them is wrong. I don't remember I never. I never read the books. I'm okay. guessing it, it probably isn't in Diagon that's, Alley. I think that's true. Because it, yeah. Because Hogsmeade was first and they would have made that as close to yeah. accurate as possible. Yeah, probably. Okay. Um, all right. So there's also interactive wands and spells, which, you know, Jared just talked about having, getting a wand from Ollivander's. Um, you can they can be interactive. <laughs> yeah, basically you can uh, walk around Hogsmeade and like cast spells and all that stuff. Um, yeah. So um, I was looking. I was kind of looking at like what kind of wands and what kind of spells because I've seen people do it. I just didn't know exactly where they are, and I'm, we're not going to say like exactly where you can find them, but just keep your eyes peeled for the storefronts, like the faux storefronts that are like nothing basically there's, there's not like a shop it's just a storefront yes yeah. keep your eyes peeled for those so like um for for example if you if you if you want to you know maybe go see i'm not going to give you any information but i will say it's it's in front of a window at uh, dogweed and deathcap maybe uh-huh and do some spells in there and again this has to be an interactive wand so why you that? stand on it so and why that place that's just where the arrow is. There's an arrow that's on the on the floor, on the ground right there. You stand on it, you do your spell, and then it and something right. happens. Oh, you're just go. picking a random spot. Yeah, no, oh. no, no, that's actually one of them. Right, I get yeah, it. Yeah, I just yeah. know why you just chose that one. Yeah, oh. just just a random one. Gotcha. Just okay, a random one. Um, but there are there are like ten, eight, yeah. nine. There, 10, I mean, there's markings like on the ground too. Yeah, you can see those and do it. Oh yeah, it's um, pretty fun. It's fun for kids too. Oh, you'll see plenty of adults do it. Yeah. Um, and like right now, the interactive wand is, uh, I think it's 55. 55, right? not 60. It may be more at this point. I can't yeah. remember. But it, it was, at least the last time I checked, was the interactive wand of 55. That non-interactive wand was 49. So It's like $6 more. Right. For, wow. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, yeah, I, if you're really into Harry Potter and you really want to do the interactive spells and whatnot then i think the wand is worth it it's a nice souvenir um i mean it's something i wish disney would do more of they used to do more stuff like that for kids especially i mean they have the lightsaber yeah like if your kid's really into harry potter they will but their lightsaber doesn't do extra stuff around galaxy's edge like harry potter does oh it doesn't see i don't know (laughs) well i mean other than you can just fight people with (laughs) right um okay Interesting. I just, I like to learn about the spells. And then uh, there's also the, the lights on Hogwarts Castle. And that changes to the dark arts on Hogwarts Castle during the fall. And uh, the magic of Christmas during the holidays. Yeah. And we got to finally see that. It was, it was a cool show. Well, we've seen the regular one. But the, the Christmas one I'd never seen. So. Yeah. 
I thoroughly enjoyed the Christmas one. Mm-hmm. It plays every eight minutes. I believe. Starting yeah. at dusk. Yes. So um, it's nice. It's nice to have a projection show on an icon, just like Disney does. Indeed. Well, speaking of things that can, uh, you know, enhance experiences and such, um, if you would like some, you know, if you're going to go to Wizarding World of Harry Potter and you would like some cool threads other than your robe and your wand, you can check out uh, C-Team Apparel. We have some Harry Potter shirts. We The, the uh, prison mic talking about the Dementors are the worst part of prison. Uh, and other shirts as well. So if you go to ctmshirts.com, you can check them out all there, uh, all handmade by us in our shop, mm-hmm. sent to you. Um, we also have some candles as well. So if you want to have your house smell fantastic, you can uh, check out our 1901 Candle Company line of candles. And uh, right now we have mostly Disney-inspired scents, but we will in the future have some Harry Potter-inspired uh, ones, perhaps like Butterbeer and... Uh, Maybe Dumbledore's office is an idea of hmm. one, like kind of a. Le- I'm I'm imagining it'd be very leathery, smelling yeah. movies place, but, uh, but yeah. So we're gonna have some new Harry Potter uh, releases for shirts as well soon. So we'll have more of those. Uh, but yeah, so we've got some of those, and you can go in there and check them out. And if you're a Club Thirty Two member, you get twenty percent off of candles or shirts year round. So, anyways, go check it out. So go to cteamshirts.com. Uh, like we said, shirts ship out within five to seven days. Super comfortable. We the shirts are like a poly cotton blend, and again, we make them by hand in shop and sent to you. So ctmshirts.com. Okay, very good. Let's move on to dining. So the one thing we're well, first thing we're talking about is three broomsticks. So what is three broomsticks? Well, for? this rustic tavern is the place to go in Hogsmeade for good food, friendly conversation, and of course, a butterbeer. Take a seat and have your fill of tasty British fare, including the Great Feast, fish and chips, shepherd's pie, beef pasties, turkey legs, and fresh vegetables. Yes, and the the menu, like Jared was saying, a few examples. We, yeah, I've had the fish and chips here, and I actually, I thought it was pretty good. Their fish and chips are really good. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's 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 hard to compare I guess between like Hogsmeade and like I know Diagon Alley also serves fish and chips but like it's it seems like I mean it seems pretty tasty (laughs) I don't know I mean I'll say compared to Universal's other quick service options for food Mm -hmm. um, especially in three broomsticks and and really the the Harry Potter themed lands is really good agreed Um, I think that's the best like quick service option in Islands of Adventure yeah, I completely agree. Would you agree yeah. with that? Yeah. Okay. It's really good. It's I mean, once you've had there and you go to the other ones, you quickly notice that the yeah, the food is better here. Yeah, and like you talk about the great feast and that's like a basically a platter that serves four and it's $70. <laughs> Which, you know. But I mean, if you if you want to eat a lot, it probably would end up saving you some money perhaps. Probably, yeah. Um but yeah, they also have the, I also have breakfast too and they have uh, you know, English breakfast, porridge, pancakes, American breakfast. Mm-hmm. I mean, stuff like that. So I've never had breakfast, but I would like to try it sometime. I've never had breakfast here. You can also get beers here as well. So they have the um, Hogshead Brew or the Dragon Scale, which is like their, their um, unique specialty made like beers for Hogsmeade. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they have in Diagon Alley too, but they're both, they're both really good too. Yeah. Um, and this place uh I want to mention before we go on to um, one of the next ones, because this was this is the Hogshead 
um, bar that's like right attached to it. Yes. I mean, technically it's separate, but it's it's just right there. I mean, yeah. you can just go over. Um, but there's also there's also butter beer carts outside. Um, there's two. Mm-hmm. There's one that that sits in the middle, and there's one that sits on the entrance exit, like right by Hogwarts. And in those carts, you can get cold or frozen butter beer. Um, and they're I think they're eight dollars a piece. And, but you can go inside Hogshead and you can get like five different kinds of butter beer. You can get frozen, you can get cold, you can get hot, you can get butter beer ice cream, and you can also get butter beer potted cream. Which I don't know what butter beer potted cream is, to be quite honest. But it sounds interesting. <laughs> so it's it's kind of like a it's a dessert. It's almost like a mousse. Like a mousse or type. just well potted cream. It's a cream in a pot, basically. <laughs> right. Like the, okay. I believe the texture might be end up being very moose like. Okay. Yeah. I want to try this actually. I've never heard of because it. Because I'm lear- like I learned a lot doing, you know, doing putting this all together. And I didn't know this potted cream was a thing. Like we've tried the butterbeer ice cream. And it's really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's delicious. And we tried all the other the kinds of the of drinks you can get. But the potted cream is a new one. You know what I bet's all well I would hope is really good is they have fresh apple pie. Mm, apple pie is good too. Imagine the apple pie with the butter beer ice cream would be pretty good. Yeah. And just so you know, the hot butter beer tastes a little different than the, the frozen or the cold one. That just doesn't sound good to me. It just like, it's basically like people say it's like butterscotch hot chocolate kind of. Yeah. Like that consistency. So just go in. If you go in that, you know, knowing that you'll be fine. But um, the, it is available hot butter beer is available year round now it used to be seasonal but it is year round now nothing like a hot summer's day in hogsmeade where some hot butter beer <laughs> will uh quench that thirst uh, <laughs> i mean you're i imagine right. the sales aren't too high in the summer but i uh, you know what there's people that have hot coffee in like yeah but usually it's in the weather. mornings well i don't know i don't know things i was say the last thing i would i could think of like you're there like mid-august sweltering mm-hmm. in the heat you're like i want some hot butter beer <laughs> Can I also get some of that hot cheddar cheese soup while I'm here as well? I mean, if you want that. I know. I'm sure there's some people that that works for them. It's just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that it's not good. It's just it's usually not what you want in the True. heat. But yeah. Well, that's it for the food and drink options. And there are like like snack carts. Occasionally you'll see like things you can get like um, like bottled soda and, and like fruit and stuff just out and about. But that's basically it for what they offer yeah um now let's move on to shopping so um as you walk into hogsmeade from the lost continent side um if you look to the left you're going to see it says zonko's joke shop now this was originally a shop uh, but it closed in 2014 and moved over to diagon alley so the storefront is still there but inside is just an extension of the store next door which is honeydukes yes it's just crazy. It's so weird because, like, sometimes, like, like, oh, what's this, what's this door? Oh, nothing. It's nothing. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> if you're wondering what Honeydukes is, yeah, uh, it's it's a must stop for Hogsmeade, as Universal says. Uh, visitors, the sh- uh, the shelves of the legendary sweet shop are lined all of manner with colorful treats, including acid pops, exploding bonbons, cauldron cakes, fizzing whizbies. And chocolate frogs, which contain a wizard trading card in each box. While you're here, fill up on a bag of Bertle Bot's Every Flavor Beans. 
Birdie Bots of Flavor Beans. Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> um, yeah, so this place gets very busy. It's very popular. It's really cool. Candy, there? treats and stuff. But what is the one thing that I like to get here? Do you remember what it well, is? Well, we've gotten fudge before. Uh-huh, what kind of fudge is it? You're quizzing me on something I don't know. It's butterbeer fudge. Okay. Well, yeah, okay. The sixth iteration Jamie of butterbeer. The, the teacher and Jamie likes to do pop quizzes and... Pop quiz. I immediately don't yep. know what to answer. Yeah, there. What well, we had? So good. What do we have? We had butterbeer. We had a few because we got like mm-hmm. six. I don't remember the other kinds. I just remember the butterbeer one. They're good. They're very good. <laughs> it was so delicious. So if you do like butterbeer, here's another place you can get it. Um, but yeah, they have that all that kind of stuff and like the chocolate frogs. I mean, that was very like well known in the movies. Right. Chocolate frogs and yeah. stuff. Um, There's a lot yeah. of stuff in there from the movies that you'll recognize. Oh, for sure. Uh, then you have Dervish and Bangs, I think it's called. Um, and what's that one? You would think it might be a uh, barber shop with the bangs, but it's that is not. a. Is stop in the shop for all your Quidditch needs like t shirts, quaffles, golden snitches, and brooms, including the Nimbus 2001 and the Firebolt. Also, find Hogwarts uniforms, clothing, and magical items such as Spectra Specs and more. Did I say that correctly? I oh. think so. Uh, yes. <laughs> Spectra um, Specs. Yeah. And this is a, uh, connected to Ollivander's on the other side. And then in front of it is a, like a big seating area with the, with the ticking clock. The click, clock. Yes. Click. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's where that is. And I don't go in there too often. No. Uh, we've been on there maybe a couple of times. Is this where you get the robes? I think you get robes kind of wherever. I think they're kind of like They're wands. everywhere. I okay. think they're like one. I don't. I've never purchased a, a robe. I haven't either. Here, I you get the robe. I bet you get the robes here. I, I, don't think do. I've actually, I don't think I've actually ever purpose, purchased a robe in general. In your life? I don't think in my life I've ever oh. actually purchased one. Okay. Well, that needs to so change. I, I would know nothing about the you robes You need to here. be a robe person. Do you want me to be a robe I person? I don't. I'm <laughs> fine with that. I feel like if I wore a robe, you would just be like, what are you doing? <laughs> You'd be confused. Just stare at me. Like, oh. like I didn't realize you had time for this. <laughs> just to wear robes. It has to be a short robe too. <laughs> like hit like above your thigh. Oh, you wanna... I mean, it's got to be. It's got to be a short robe. Well, I, you know, you got to have freedom of movement. That's right. Robe, That's right. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, the next shopping thing you can do is the Owl Post. Yes, uh, this is visitors looking for correspondence materials. We'll find that this useful shop sells a variety of writing implements, including stationery, quills, seals, and ink, as well as an array of owl-related toys and gifts. Here you can also mail letters complete with a special Hogsmeade postmark. Which is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And that's on the other side of Ollivander's. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I I don't like actually go and look at this very often, but I think that's really cool. You can mail a letter from Hogsmeade. It's cool. With that little seal on it. If only courier pigeon would work there. Uh, they don't have, they have owls. I know. But Not stay. pigeons. Well, pigeons are easier to come by than owls. <laughs> well, it depends on where you are, mister. Possibly. If you're in, if you're in Hogsmeade, if you're in Harry Potter world, it's owls. I stand corrected. Stand corrected. I'm so sorry. sorry. And uh, the last of the shopping is Filch's Emporium of Confiscated Goods. And this is the gift shop coming out of Forbidden Journey, basically. Yes, it says, peruse items taken from students who got on the wrong side of the school's resident caretaker, Argus Filch. You'll find Hogwarts shirts, shoulder bags, caps, and scarves, plus house crest banners, stationery, and more. You'll also find authentic movie prop replicas such as Death Eater masks, Quidditch clothing, 
magical creature toys, and more. I feel like this is the flagship store of the land. It's got a lot of stuff. It's got a lot of stuff in there. Yeah, I think I feel like well, and everybody comes out of it from the main attraction in there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's kind of dark in there too. Have you noticed that? It's a little dark. Yeah. That's just it's just the theming. I get it. It's fine. Anyway, okay. So that's the last of the shopping, and the the last part we're going to talk about is just basically like what we like to do when we're there, like kind of what our must use are, and. As we said before about the butter beer, that butter beer fudge at Honey Dukes and frozen butter beer. That's my thing. Like the frozen kind. Yes, it is good. Yeah. It's usually hot outside, you know, and it cools you down. I can't do a hot butter beer and cold is fine, but frozen was where it's at. I mean, but I'll usually, we'll just usually split one because I couldn't, I don't, I personally couldn't drink a whole butter beer on my own. Yeah. Just too sweet, but it is good. Yeah. And uh, fun fact, you cannot get the butterbeer without the cream on top. Yes. I think we've mentioned this before well, on the case, show. But yes. I've heard this. Yeah. JJ, or excuse me, uh, JK Rawlings. I almost said JJ Abrams. Uh, <laughs> JK Rawlings, uh, they basically, like, you cannot get it without it because it's, like, part of the She theming. said that. Yeah. She wanted that in the contract. She demanded it. Interesting. Interesting. She also controls if you can rent the place out, even. That's true. Yeah. I've heard that. Uh, we also like to ride Hogwarts. It's always fun. Yeah, because, I mean, even before, you know, we talked about our daughter not liking roller coasters and more, like, thrilling rides to her, I guess. Um, we didn't really ride anything besides Hogwarts. And our son is only two, so he's kind of limited in what he can ride. But I enjoy Forbidden Journey very, very, very occasionally. Yeah, I mean, up until me <laughs> up until recently, it's been kind of hard for us to really spend much time here because there wasn't much for the kids to do. But unless we separate, which... right? So usually, if it was going to be, you know, if Forbidden Journeys can be ridden, one of us would probably ride it. We have to switch off, which takes a little bit of time. Uh, but now that our you know little princess likes to ride roller coasters, you know, her and I will do a ride at the Hippogriff, mm-hmm. uh, which is fun. And then um, I like to do Hagrid's. I've done it just less than a handful of times, and I I've got to do it some more. I gotta. I'm going to. I'm going to do it sometime. I will. I know when you can. You can do it next month. Okay. We'll be with a, big, a group of adults, and they'll ride with you, or I can ride with you, and they can watch the children. Okay, that's fine. Okay. I'll probably do it then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we go into Honeydukes sometimes. Like we talked about the butterbeer fudge and everything, and and um, I do need to. I want to do a wand. I gotta do a wand. I gotta do it. Just to say I have a wand from Mary Potter. Uh, sure. Oh, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a good a tip is uh, pictures. What are good picture spots? Well, with Hogwarts there, you've got, you can go kind of, you know, the normal walk in front where the right is. You can kind of get the angles there. But you can also go on that bridge mm-hmm. that connects to kind of where that Jurassic Park area, not Jurassic Park, but there's another area there. That's a good spot to take some pictures there. Um you know the front part with the train is a good is a good place. Oh yeah, there's a Hogwarts Express like the front of the train is sitting there. That's yeah. a good. That's a good photo. There's spot, a conductor yeah. that'll stand out there. So a lot of times he'll pose as well. So mm-hmm. if you can get it just right, you can kind of make it look like nobody else is there. So you mm-hmm. gotta get some cool pictures. Yeah. Um. You know, it's a cool place because it is all. It always is snow capped. It always looks like it's been snowing. Um. So ideally, and this is for general photography, if you want to take really good pictures, um. People have been asking this question lately, like good theme park pictures. Ideally, don't take pictures in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Like the brightest sun is not going to do you well. So if you want to take really good pictures, like, you know, dusk or, you know, 
if you can get it for sun rising or the sun going down, that's the best time to do it. Um, but yeah, there's some good spots in here. Like, you know, if you want to see the castle and if you're inside the castle on the ride, it's really dark in there. It's mm-hmm. actually kind of hard to take pictures that you can actually show people. So usually what I tell people is I wouldn't even bother with really trying to take pictures. I would just experience it. Cause it- well, too, also when you're going through the rides, I guess we should mention like uh, Forbidden Journey and Hagrid's requires you to put either stuff put your stuff in a locker yes or you just can't have a bag with you you've got i mean if if, if you have stuff like if you have your phone or wallet it has to just be in a pocket like you can't even i don't think you even have a can you have a fanny pack yeah i've worn my fanny bag before yeah okay yeah. just over like well underneath you. yeah with forbidden journey because that the thing goes over the top mm-hmm. so it doesn't go over your lap but yeah and uh there is no there's no videoing or pictures Correct. During the rides, FYI, in case you weren't aware. Um, Disney is a little different. You know, they own all the stuff that they have in their parks, and Universal does not. So that's been the basic reason why. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. But um, is there anything else that you would say that you like to do at Hogsmeade or that someone else might like? Um, I think we covered it. I mean, it's not a huge area. So it's not like there's not a whole big. lot of different things. We kind of talked about. All I mean, the food, the food's really underrated for the most part. It's really mm-hmm. good. So I mean, if you are, if you're gonna eat anywhere, if you're like sitting, you know, like we're gonna eat a meal at Universal uh, or uh, Islands of Adventure, where you're at, I would go to, into Hogsmeade or Diagon Alley. Those are mm-hmm. the places I would go. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I mean, I think in there too, like inside of Three Broomsticks is really well themed as well. Like you, can, like if you want yeah. pictures as well, you can get some cool pictures in there because it is themed pretty close to how it is in the movie. Oh yeah, it look. I mean, yeah, it's just pulled out of yeah. what it looks like in the movie. It's a tavern. Yeah. It's a dark, dingy. Tavern. But it is dark in there. Yeah. So that's something. It's a kind of the thing with Harry Potter. The theming is good, but the lighting is not always the best. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a really cool area. It's if you're really you know, if you're into Harry Potter, you'll love it. Yeah. It, it's a, it's been a big hit ever since it opened for a very good reason. And this is the, this is the land that inspired Disney to do uh, Pandora and Galaxy's Edge. Yep. So if you really want to know why Disney, I mean, you can go in here and see why they um, do the level of detail of, of stuff based on the movies like this. I mean, Disney's already done good theming, but this definitely kind of was a jolt to Disney, I believe. Mm-hmm. And fun fact about Hogsmeade, Disney had their chance. They did. They were going to put it in Fantasyland. It would have looked completely different. Completely different where um, Little Mermaid Ride and Ariel's Grotto, that area in the back right there was supposed to be a Harry Potter section. Yep. Thank goodness it didn't happen. And the whole thing fell through with J.K. Rowling. But. I can't even picture what it would have looked like, but yeah, mm-hmm. it definitely. If you're if you're a fan of Harry Potter, you're you'll be glad Universal had it, not Disney. Yeah, which I would agree with that for sure, for sure. Yeah. So, um, if you are planning on going to Universal Studios soon, um, make Hogsmeade a big part of it. And, you know, you spend a half a day, you can spend a full day. Don't go to Magic Kingdom and then ask where Harry Potter is. <laughs> Don't do that. I have heard that happen. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. I have heard groups walk by and say that. I'm like, oh no, you're in the wrong place. <laughs> <You're, laughs> you're about 25 was, minutes away. I was chasing Baby Thor around something. I was trying to get him, and I literally heard a group. They had a map out, and they went, "Well, where's Harry Potter?" And they went, "I think it's up here around the bend." And I'm like, "It's oh, not around. No. It's not around the bend." Did you say something? They, you wanted to? <laughs> like, I wanted to, but I was trying to get our son, and I was like, you know, I just uh, they'll figure it out. 
Yeah. I'm sure they did. Well, I'm sure. I kind of would. I would have loved to have followed them just to like, but it happens. So yeah, yeah. So, so that'd be a big one. But no, it's a, it's a great place. It's a, yeah. I agree. All right, that's it. I don't have anything else. Well, be sure to check out us on the socials. Uh, we're Captain Magic on Twitter and Instagram. We're Capture the Magic on TikTok. And obviously, you know, we have Capture the Magic community Facebook group that you can join to join in the rest of the conversation about Universal or Disney. And as always, ctmvip.com if you want to join Club 32, our exclusive network club. All right. Yes. ctmshirts.com of course. as well if you want to check out the shirts and the candles over there. All right. That's it. Well, thank you, Jared, for uh, helping me with this today. You're welcome. Sorry for the strange <laughs> voice. But yes, I'm hoping it's all good next week. Very good. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And as I always like to say, we will see you in the parks. <laughs>